0: Hello and welcome back to this edition of the 90s Galore Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Zaldivar, and we are back with another fun-filled episode that will make you think, laugh, excited. I mean, what else? We're going to take you on a journey, folks, like we always do. Um, You know, we get nostalgic, we think about the good old days, we reminisce about music, and, and my goal is to conjure up fond memories, ladies and gentlemen, fond memories of my youth, your youth. Um, so I'm, I'm, I hope I'm successful with those intentions. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a very, very special show in store for you. We will be profiling a very significant work, work of art. But before we do that, I'd like to welcome our guest. He's been on the 90s Galore podcast before to profile the band Radiohead, and now he's back to profile the movie and soundtrack of the 1990 hit, directed by legendary Martin Scorsese, a worldwide icon. And I'm talking about the movie Goodfellas. And Tony Perez, how in the hell are you, brother? It's good to, it's good to have you back.
1: Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me back, dude. I am excited for Goodfellas. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> it goes without saying. Yeah. Man, what's new with you, man? It's been a couple months, I think. Dude. All I've been doing is waiting for you to hit me up again for more <laughs> podcasting, dude. That's all I. That's all I've been waiting for. Uh, that's uh, that's what I look forward to in my life now. Oh
0: man. <laughs> and, 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 well, what else can I say? I, I, I grant wishes. I fulfill dreams, hopefully, and, and here we are. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Had I known that, I would have. Man, I would have called you sooner, bro. <laughs> no, th- no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I was coping just fine. But but yeah, no. Thanks for having me back, man. I'm really excited. Of course, man. No, no. Hey,
0: it's uh don't mention it. I'm glad you're you're taking time to be with us. I mean, you you remember the little people, Tony. I, I appreciate that about you, bro. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't know, you never big time yeah, me. Yeah.
1: I mean you oh, always make come you on. always make time. You're, you're the guy you're the guy with the podcast now dude you're gonna get big you're gonna get huge you're just gonna forget about us little people <laughs> no. don't forget us when you're at the top dude don't forget us when you're at the top never
0: bro. never bro never <laughs> I, i'm still i'm just a i'm just a big i'm just a small pea in a in a huge pond man. <laughs> you know yeah. hey, but yep. but seriously man i'm glad to have you back uh yeah I truly, i really enjoyed your last stop here man and when we uh, we talked about the uh, Radiohead, man, you, you were yeah. very insightful, extremely thought provoking, and uh, I, I know you're you're gonna bring it again, man, tonight. And uh, oh. again, thanks again, man, for being here. And Goodfellas, man, I mean, what, what, what where do we even begin, bro? I mean,
1: uh, right? It's just, it's just so much. It's so much. It's I, I, Goodfellas is one of those movies that. Uh you know, if you grew up in the nineties, like we did, it's just like cultivated your like your sense of humor in a lot of ways your the way you you uh goofed around with your friends uh <laughs> and 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 all that stuff I mean you have so much like there's so many quotes from that movie, and the second you start busting them out if somebody else is on that level with you, right you know you're gonna have a good time, like you just know all right, this person gets down with Goodfellas like. The, it's just going to be good. It's going to be a good time. So that's what I always loved about, uh, Scorsese films in general and, and Goodfellas is as, as a movie it was just like, it's actually a great unifier of, of, uh, personalities in my opinion, because if, if you can understand Goodfellas, you I mean, and, and get the humor and get the, and get the, the craziness that goes along with that movie. Like, you, you know, you're in good company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And, it,
0: yeah, it's kind of like a, it's a it's a rite of passage. It's a, it, it, you know, it's a life lesson to watch when you watch Goodfellas, man. It, it teaches you about life, man. And you watch it and you learn, you learn something about being a man. You learn something about yeah. about, uh, you know, being humorous, uh, being spontaneous. It's just uh, yeah, Tony. You you, you really uh, it takes you on a Every, every man should watch Goodfellas or, you know, maybe a, a, every um, adolescent teen, male adolescent teen yeah. somewhere, about 17, 18 years old, should watch Goodfellas, man. It's going to teach you about life, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, yeah, man, and, and, and you and I and, you know, my brothers and your brothers and uh, friends and, I mean, we've been, like you said, we've been quoting this movie. Uh, since the early '90s, mid '90s, and uh, I mean, I think it's gonna go on in in perpetuity, man. It's never
1: gonna stop. We're always gonna absolutely, yeah. So, and it's one of the best. Uh, one of the best parts is when uh, when we all get together as as a family and we try to see is how far we can go with with the quote. You know what I'm saying? Like reciting entire passages from the movie back to one another. <laughs> and it almost becomes a game, like. If you mess up the line you you get teased for not knowing your good fellas quotes. And I think that's that's one of the best parts about it. Uh uh you know, obviously it's one of the best parts of when we get together and hang out. And it's one of the best parts of, of talking about movies in general is just fanning out hard on on those on uh your favorite parts in movies and and relating to people on that way. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And, and yeah,
0: it's it's uh... Yeah, man, we 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 go back and forth, and we 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 act out scenes. We get yeah. we get we get into character,
1: and, uh... <laughs> and we really we really try and sell it, which is my favorite part. This, my favorite part when we really part, try. And, yeah, yeah, man, it's yeah. If you can do Karen from Goodfellas, <laughs> if you could do Karen lines from Goodfellas, then you're you're like up there, dude. You're up there. And, at the t- you know what I mean like like the subtle lines in Goodfellas that nobody really talks about because everybody talks about you know the the uh, Jimmy Con bit but if you can do Karen yelling in the car about her neighbor like, <laughs> he started to grab me I told him to he stop to touching <laughs> and then he got really angry and pushed me out of the car. <laughs> It's just, oh, it's, so yeah. it's so good. It's so good. How could you do that,
0: Karen? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, man, but, um, yeah, Tony, you summed it up, man, it, it, you hit it right on the yeah. head. You're spot on. Um, I mean, where do we even begin, man? Any ideas? I mean, we could st- start on the soundtrack, the movie. Um, I, I, I It's just, it, it, it's a, either way, we're, we're, we're good either way, you know, can't go wrong. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. But you know what? Let's go ahead and start on on the movie, and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, you know, we'll get into the soundtrack a little bit. It was so Goodfellas, man. Goodfellas released on September ninth, nineteen ninety, is uh, based on the nineteen eighty five book Wise Guy, right, by Nicholas Pileggi, and uh, it was actually released at the Venice Venice Film Festival, festival, excuse me, in Italy, and uh, subsequently released on. Uh, on september 19th in the united states and uh tony i have to say man you know before we go any further again it's a real honor doing this podcast because with you particularly this movie because again man it's been embedded in our in the fabric of our family it's um -hmm. i mean we've been quoting it forever and uh this work of art man it's just uh it's, it's an honor man it's a really it's really an honor to be Doing this podcast and, and talking about Goodfellas, man. It's just, it's it's awesome. You know, I can't, I can't, it's almost surreal, yeah. man. And, and, um, you know, it's just, it, I'm excited, man. I mean, what do you think of that?
1: No, I mean, uh, absolutely. I think, uh, I think for the most part, to, to get a chance to, 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 to do something like this where, where you get to just espouse and ooze your love for something on and have it be like, you know, acceptable because of the medium you know what i mean like i get to talk about one of my all-time favorite movies openly and freely like you know you can get a good conversation with people about movies and stuff but the second you start focusing on one movie for an hour mm-hmm. per se like, <laughs> like, you get kind of in the weeds but i'm glad we get to do this i'm glad i get to come on here and, and talk about such a great uh-huh. film yeah man what by the way was that yeah. was that
0: a reference i just heard in the weeds? Um,
1: <laughs> in the middle of the weeds, lying down.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a Tommy uh, Tommy reference. I'm in the, I'm in the yeah. middle of the fucking weeds. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm resting here. here you yep. resting. Yeah, I'm resting. Here. Yeah, I'm resting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and for all the listeners, man, all you good Goodfellas fans out there, you you'll you know you'll get this as we as we go along. We, you're, you're gonna you're gonna uh, hear these uh, little. References, of course, and if you haven't seen the movie, man, you, you got to see Goodfellas. You, I mean, you have to see. Now that I think about it, Tony, I don't know if my son, if Renee has seen, has seen this, my you know, my 17 year old son, he, he's got to see this, man. Oh, I, man. I don't know if he has. Or not, at, now that I think about it,
1: he's at least like four years too late, dude. He should have seen this when he was 13. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, right, <laughs> That's bad, bad parenting. What's going on, I'd Andy? What are you doing over here? Falling there? short, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> Oh, Terrible man. father. You know what? If Renee's listening to this podcast, you should pause it now, watch Goodfellas, and then press play immediately after. <laughs> there <afterwards>. you go. <laughs> then, yeah, and then he'll yeah, truly appreciate yeah. it. He'll truly appreciate. Yeah, and that goes for anybody else who hasn't watched it. That's that's how you appreciate that movie. You got to appreciate that movie. It's Absolutely, best you can. Absolutely, man. Yeah. It was um,
0: Goodfellas was made on a budget of twenty five million dollars, Tony, and it grossed close to fifty. Fifty million, which really surprises me. I mean, you would think it, it would easily, you know, had easily cleared a hundred million or something. You know, as big as the movie was, as popular as it is, mm-hmm. um, it was it was nominated for six Academy Awards, it, including mm-hmm. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor. And Tony, can you tell me the one Academy Award that it, that it did win?
1: Let's see. I know that. Scorsese didn't win Best Picture because he didn't get that one. So was it The Departed? Mm. Uh, Ray Liotta. I don't know if he got. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with uh, Joe Pesci. Did Joe Pesci win for this one? You you cheated, didn't you? You cheated, man.
0: <laughs> Somehow you're, you're looking at your computer right now.
1: Uh, I, think... <laughs> I was like, I was typing right now on the Google. On the Google machine. <laughs> oh right, you Googled right. Um... <laughs>
0: And yeah, you got it, man. Joe Pesci, best supporting actor, man. And of course, man. He, he, you know, he was uh, tremendous, yeah. tremendous in that movie, and like everything else, he is he's in, of course. But um, Joe Pesci.
1: Oh, oh, also, also like Joe Pesci, like underrated as heck. Uh, acceptance speech for this movie. I don't know if you ever, if you heard about it. No. Oh. But uh, he has he has the shortest acceptance speech. I think it's the second shortest acceptance speech <laughs> in the history of the Academy. <laughs> He just went out there and was just like, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect this. Thank you very much. And then he just walked off the stage. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Dude. It was like a nothing <laughs> acceptance speech. What, what was shorter than that? Who, who was shorter than that? You know, by... There was some, uh, I forgot what movie it was. Uh, it was, a. Uh, it was, a uh, best actress. And she just went up there and said, thank you. And walked off the stage. Oh, so it's <laughs> like, he said four more words. in. Oh man. That's great. That's
0: great. Yeah. No, but, uh. Of course, man. He, he, Joe Pesci was fantastic, and and I mean, how the fuck am I funny? Funny how?
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> dude. That's uh, so. One of the things I found out about that scene was that uh, was that uh, uh, Joe Pesci had relayed that that story to Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was that uh, he was working at some I don't know where he was working. Joe Pesci was working somewhere, and uh, and uh, one of the higher ups took offense to somebody saying that he was funny, and. And Scorsese loved it. Like he loved that story so much really? that he told Joe Pesci to work it into that scene. And the only people who were in on it were the three actors who speak really? In it. Really? It was like Joe Pesci and Henry and uh, Henry, you know, uh Ray Liotta mm-hmm. Uh and the other guy that uh, uh Anthony. Uh they were the only ones who knew. Uh, and you can actually see there are moments like where Frankie Carbone kind of looks away and is like, dude, what the heck is going oh, on? Oh wow. Like yeah, all those dudes mm-hmm. in that scene didn't know that was coming, mm-hmm. so it was like a real visceral reaction to Joe Pesci uh, uh, acting like he was angry. Wow, so it, uh-huh. which which is which is crazy. Like that's that's amazing. Like that's amazing uh, by Scorsese. Like to be able to capture that that perspective and the perception that 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 Joe Pesci carried on the set. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's that's got to be. It's you know it has to go hands down as one of the most uh, abrasive shots in any movie and and it's only driven by the fact that the people around them look genuinely scared of what was happening in <laughs> in that moment. Oh, it's genius! So man. yeah, dude, I I I read that somewhere and I was just like, of course, that yeah. is that is so amazing. It, yeah,
0: it, it, so it was partially. Um, well, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if impro- impro- improved. Uh, Improvise would be the proper term there, but uh, so yeah, it's interesting how only three actors in that whole scene, in that whole crowd of people, I mean, knew what was going yeah. on, and and yeah, man, it's uh, I, it's such an unbelievable scene, you know. And, and, and by the way, Anthony, right, the actor, mm-hmm. was he in the movie True Romance? Was he one of the um, the henchmen? Oh, was I, he? I think he was because I, I, I recently saw True I, Romance. I, I thought, yeah, that has to be him, man. I, Oh, I think, dude. I, yeah, I think I you're think right. He's in there because he's wearing his sunglasses in True Romance. And, yeah. Uh, and I was watching
1: Goodfellas, both of those movies I saw recently, and I was like, wait a minute. I just caught that. Uh-huh. Anyways, but. um, I love that. I love when I catch the. Dude, that guy was in that movie. I love that. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, it's a great little piece. Yeah. I think he's in True Romance. I don't know
0: his name. And, and, uh, but he's one of, uh, yeah. One of Christopher Walken's, um, uh, Henchmen. And, oh, okay. And, Makes sense. And, yeah, uh, yeah. For you know, working for Blue Lou Boyle in True Ro- True Romance. Yeah. Right? Uh, anyways, man. But uh, it, such, yeah. That's that's a great piece of the trivia that Tony that you saw that you that you mentioned. And another one is uh, right that now that I'm we're on the before I forget you remember the scene where um, Paul Polly uh, mm-hmm. Polly uh, he slaps uh, Henry Hill. And late, yeah, later on in the movie, that was I was improvised, and uh
1: oh yeah, that makes sense. Dude. I mean, Ray Liotta's face right there was—he <laughs> looked like he was cowering. <laughs> in fear. Exactly, that makes sense. So you look yeah. at that. Oh, that's right. Cool. Right. So
0: yeah, man, and, and just just, but that's that's uh, the genius of Martin Scorsese's filmmaking, man. He he always does those little tricks, those little, you know, those little, um you know, he has those little nuances, man, that that really capture. Yeah. The realism, the, 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 you know, the, the reactions, the, the sincere, the genuine reactions of of actors, man. And just, he, he just knows those little, those little techniques,
1: you know. Um, yeah, for sure. Is- yeah, I think it was like uh, Jonah Hill was saying uh, on uh, Wolf of Wall Street, just to, just to take it out of the 90s galore oh, uh, arena for gosh. a second, dude. Again, I'm sorry. I hate to do it. It's okay, it. man. But it, it, you know, it's we're talking about Scorsese right. here. Uh, Joan, Jonah Hill says that uh, uh, when he was uh, directing him in, in *The Wolf of Wall Street*, that uh, Martin Scorsese didn't waste any movements in his like preparations for shots and stuff. He just like he immediately knew he was such a surgeon with uh, with his direction that he would he just didn't waste any movements. It's just like, oh, okay, well we have to set up this shot. Oh, we can't get it from this angle. Okay, set it up like this. Mm. And boom, execute it like this, and set this up over there. So it's so he so the dude is the dude is just an orchestrator, man. The dude is just like a composer of great, oh, great films like right. that. So. so
0: he's just he's a composer, like a, a, a composer of an orchestra, right? He's just
1: he yeah, knows
0: exactly. Just how to block everything. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, and Tony, so I'm gonna ask you this question, man, because I know where I was, but take me the, to the very first time you saw Goodfellas, the very first time. I mean how old were you where did you see it set it up for us
1: All right so I remember this because I could not believe I had the opportunity to see this so we were I was maybe 11 or 12 dude and and uh I think my brother Bernie or Jose had rented it <laughs> um and they brought it home and um I hadn't sat and watched a lot of movies with my dad ever and <laughs> Because uh, we just, we, it was just something he didn't really yeah. do. It was not in his uh. nature, but he wanted to watch this movie. He wanted to watch Goodfellas, mm. and uh, and we sat there as a family <laughs> and watched Goodfellas. And when it got hectic, like the you know immediately when when uh, <laughs> when uh, the dude is uh, when the dude gets shot and Henry Hill's uh, wrapping a, a bandage around mm. him, he's wasting wasting all the good aprons on on that guy's oh. <laughs> guy's uh, blood. Yeah, uh, my dad was like. uh he sent me out of the room so I could, I could i had to stop watching it right there it was so fun oh, but uh what year was this approximately uh, let's see i'd say 90 I, I, was it like 10 so 93 i'd say oh my gosh. it was like 93 you were like 11 maybe? yeah i was 11 or 12 around that oh, time man. so was, or whenever it, i don't remember when it came out but it was around then but <laughs> i a um, surprised, man but yeah dude and then yeah and then and then we had a uh, we had HBO and I finally got to see the whole thing. Cause I mean, because when you're a kid and you're forbidden from watching something, the first thing you want to do is watch it. So, so of it, course, when it came across the scroll that it was coming up, I was like, well, I'm going to watch it. So <laughs> so I watched the whole thing there by myself uh-huh. and it was just, uh, I was like, yes, I can't believe I get to see this. Oh, and I felt like I was getting away with something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But- it was it was my t- own personal Latanza heist, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. take that! Right, you were like, take that, Dad. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But I, I, I'm surprised. I did it behind your back?
0: Wait, wait, wait so your, your mom wasn't there,
1: was she? No, no, no. My mom wasn't there. My mom didn't want to watch that. My mom, she, <laughs> you know, she, you know her. She she's like, she would get to watch violence oh, and cursing and all that. You shit. know what, man? You know what? So I'm sorry, but you, you know the. No, 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 no. With the cra- you know, it was
0: crazy, man. I and mean, uh, just uh, by the way, my the first time I saw Scarface um, with my dad when it first came out, 1983. I was, I was what six or seven. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and my mom was like, "No, don't take him to see that." But yeah, true story. Yeah, the yeah. first time I ever saw Scarface, that's with my dad. Just me and my dad at the movies. Um, that's I know, man. But so you, so you watched it. So you you watched it on HBO shortly thereafter, right? And, yeah. Um, I mean, were you? Were you yeah. Did you comprehend how cool it was? I mean, how good it was back then? I mean, you, I mean, you're 12 years well, old, whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, because because my brothers they they talked about it all the time. I mean, they watched that movie on repeat once they rented it and maybe watched it like four or five times while they had it in their possession. So they knew everything in and out oh, of it. Of course. Uh, and and so they were quoting it all the time and it, it, you just felt i felt left out most of the time so i was like well i gotta watch it so that i'm up to speed on what's right. going on and and but to answer your question like i think at that age dude like i w- you watch it and you're like wow these guys are just cool like anything that's going on like god i want to be a mobster. Right. like you just oh, yeah. like you 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 adopt that like desires it's just like god that's so cool they just get away with everything they're <laughs> so cool but, uh, they dress so cool. They listen to cool music. They drive dope cars. Yeah, they, like you just want to be. You just wanted to be they one get of them. Chicks. They get. I mean, they get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. Man. It, it, you know,
0: and so it's funny. You say. You say. Nineteen eighty-three. Ninety-three. I think I was. I want to me it was kind of. No, it was ninety-four when I first saw it, man. And it, you mm. know, so I was four years late. You know, because it was released in ninety. Um, yeah. I think I had only. Vaguely heard about it, man. And honestly, um, mm. you know, I was young and didn't know shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I still don't know shit. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so I was at Damien's house, Damien's house, oh. uh, infamous Damien. And uh, the infamous Damien. Yeah, right. And uh, so I uh, actually saw it on on, uh, on VHS. And so we, we uh-huh. sat down because At Damien's house, they were always watching movies. Always watching movies, renting movies. That was like their, you know, tradition over there. uh, Weekly, almost daily, they were renting movies, and 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 we sat down. I think we were the movie. We picked it up right when Henry Hill was, uh, right at the beginning. Right when he, um, you know, his dad whips him, and he's, uh, oh yeah, because he came home, uh, um, and it was dad starts beating him with the belt. That's we we picked it up, and then we were just like glued, man. Like
1: from that point on, nobody talked. We we just our eyes were glued to the screen, you know. And yeah, absolutely. You know what's funny is growing up watching that movie. I think I've seen the beginning maybe like three times because whenever I'd catch it on television, it would be like, of course, obviously in the middle or somewhere thereafter. (laughs) And it was just like, oh well, I'm just gonna sit here and watch the rest of the movie the whole way through. (laughs) Like that's just that. So it's funny, like growing up, because uh, you know, we didn't have you know, we didn't have Netflix, right, we didn't have, right? Uh, we didn't, we didn't have, we honestly, we didn't even have like a, uh, a, a, what do you call that? The the guide, dude. We just had to go, we had to see the TV guide, see what time it was on, and yeah, go from there, or you had to catch it on television if you were like, right, exactly, which it was always playing like on TNT or AMC or one mm-hmm. of those channels, or you know, with all the cursing right. bleeped out, but <laughs> but you, you know, we still like to watch, I still like to watch it because. You know, something about it. Uh, I was, yeah, you know, I was watching it earlier today, and I think one of my favorite parts about that movie is how it ramps up over the course of time. Oh, yeah. Like as it's as it's going through the movie, like there's a lot of uh 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 like uh, uh, exposition, like there's a lot of stuff going on in the at the beginning of the movie that kind of sets it yeah. up, and then it just ramps up in intensity as it goes along and culminating in when uh, Henry Hills on coke, and it's just it's just like rapidly starts editing cutting fast yeah, stuff like yeah. that because it just gives you the experience that he's on drugs so mm-hmm. so you 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 you're watching that movie I remember watching that movie just like right wherever I picked it up and just would just keep going and and yeah so I I would watch it a lot we watched it a lot in our family
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah man and of course uh yeah like you said wherever you start watching it you're just going to start you're just going to finish it out you know you're going to finish it yeah. out it doesn't matter if you're in the middle it doesn't matter that you missed, you know, the first 30 minutes. Uh, it's yeah. just, it's, it just draws you in, man. And, um, so, yeah, needless to say, Tony, the film was wildly successful, right? And it cleaned house with the LA Film Critics Association. It won Best Film. It won Best Director, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Supporting Actor. The uh, Chicago Film Critics Award, you know, did really well. BAFTA Mm. so it it collected hardware you know everywhere else but only one Oscar you know so go figure you know I don't know Mm. um I mean dude so I know we've talked about a couple scenes Tony already do you have one that's that you're fond of that I mean that's your favorite scene or or, I mean I don't know it's it's kind of hard to do that
1: uh yeah I think well okay so the entire the the tracking scene where uh where uh, henry hill takes uh, oh yeah karen to the that restaurant was awesome. and there and that single shot there i think mm. is uh anytime in a movie now there's a single shot like i'm just glued to it because it's kind of nostalgic like i saw that was the very first time i experienced something like that watching the camera following someone all the way to oh yeah man a, the you know the setting of the place and uh, or the setting right of, uh, in the film and it was just like it was beautiful like how do they do that and how do they because if you take yourself out of it for a second mm-hmm. you're like how do they do that how many takes did mm-hmm. it take and like how many times did it get ruined or did the camera fall or did they bump into things but when you when you patch yourself back into the movie you're just like man this is such a cool shot right. like that and that's like what a three minute four minute shot of the movie and and to me, that stands out. When I think of Goodfellas, I think of that shot a lot. <laughs> like I just think, wow, that that part's so cool. It was, man. So that would be my pick if I had had to that's choose. A, What's yours?
0: Ah, uh, you know what? That, that that's one of them. Um,
1: because you know what?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of reminisce here because the first time I saw that, I remember thinking like, what the heck? Like this is like you just like you just said, man. But uh, you know the first time watching that it was just what the hell I, you
1: you never seen anything like that you know yeah, and yeah. i thought it was so it kinda cool puts, puts you in mm-hmm, it too. yeah puts you in the movie it makes you feel like oh i'm following this guy like this exclusive route into a club like we're never going to get that kind of treatment and we're never going to experience that and like you get to see what like you get to feel firsthand what it must have been like for someone with that much like clout right to do yeah. that and it just makes you kind of feel right, cool right yeah, yeah. you kind of um yeah exactly man it,
0: you feel like you're you it just it kind of um you feel like you said man you're part of the you're you're actually there man you're in and, and uh, yeah. it just puts you in there and um it's like surreal you know it's almost surreal like what the heck you, you just get these uh, yeah. I remember feeling like I had never felt watching that movie it just gave you these emotions and these thoughts and um, you had never experienced yeah. before you know, it, with any other movie.
1: Yeah. You know what I think helps with that in this movie is, um, is uh, uh, the narration by Henry mm-hmm. Uh One of the things I read uh, ab- about that or one, something I heard a long time ago um, was that Ray Liotta sat there with another person in the recording booth and basically told that person the story. So when, so when Henry Hill is like narrating, he's, he's literally telling that story to someone sitting in the room with him. So it makes you feel like you're that person that he's telling the story to when he's narrating. I see. And that comes across, that comes across really well to me. Like I know a lot of people for some reason don't like narration in movies. I I honestly don't get it. I think it's a fun, if you can give me as much information as possible when I'm watching Mm -hmm, a movie, mm -hmm. like. I'm I'm down and I know the narration helps. Absolutely. Like man. it cuts corners and stuff, but but yeah, I oh. like, I think that's a part of part of that. Um part of the draw to goodfellas as well. It's like I feel like Henry Hill is telling me the story when I'm yeah. watching it, you know. Yeah. man.
0: It's it's just you and
1: him and, and he's yeah. just
0: uh nobody else, it's just you and and, and Ray Liotta and, and that's a good point. Man. I didn't, yeah. I never knew that. I never knew that. Yeah. And, uh, it, but like you said, it really it really does come across and I mean the the cast if you want to go into the cast, you know, De Niro, Pesci, Leota, Paul Sorvino, Lorraine Bracco, mm-hmm. Frank Vincent mm-hmm. as Billy Bats, um mm-hmm. Catherine Scorsese as as the mom playing Tommy's mom. And yeah. Samuel L. Jackson has a, a cameo in there. I mean I mean what else can you say yep. man? And, and, and can't forget about all the other guys, all the mobsters, all the um supporter supporting cast you know just to name a few but they're um they were cast well man the whole movie was genius and just really put together really well
1: obviously yeah you know yeah so so do you know who who would have who was offered the role of uh jimmy conway before robert de niro uh you got me man Al pacino oh wow really Al Pacino was offered the role, but he turned it down because he didn't want to be typecasted as a as a gangster, mm. which is kind of which was kind of a stupid move because like in the same year he was in Dick Tracy as like <laughs> basically a, a monster. He was a gangster, yeah. but it was yeah, he was a monster, but it was basically like a a caricature of a monster. Right. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. So, <laughs> which is funny. And then yeah, and then uh, I read somewhere else that like uh, I think like Tom Cruise was considered for a. Uh, for Ray Liotta's role. Is that right? Is yeah. That, which is, I love that stuff, dude. I, I oh. You know, it, I wouldn't change anybody whatsoever. No. Like, I heard, I, there was another one that I heard for, uh, for, uh, for Henry Hill. Oh, Sean Penn. For Henry Hill? Sean, yeah, for Henry Hill. That, that could have been cool, but, yeah, I, who knows? It would have taken me out of the movie. I would have been like, oh, that's Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> like, Like, whereas Ray Liotta is a universally, he was kind of relatively unknown at that time. Uh So, but yeah, it, you're right though. Like, hands down, like, the cast is fucking dope and the the people who played them were were perfect. Right,
0: right. I I know you you look at it now, it's like, nah, you can't, you just can't see anybody else playing any, any roles, you know? And and Ray Liotta, by the way, he was, um, I think you might, did you mention this? Like, where he, the studio wanted a, they wanted a well-known actor and he, he was kind of up and coming still. not not, not very well yeah. known. And so he, he really, uh, campaigned for himself. He was really aggressive, uh, in trying yeah. to book that, book that, uh, role for himself. Um, and obviously it worked, man. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I know there's a lot, a lot of cool trivia, man, with, uh, yeah. It seems like with Scorsese, there's always like a lot of cool trivia, right? There's always
1: totally you know, anything he does. There's, uh, yeah, I, I just love the the stories that eke out, you know, that that leak out of of any movie that he does. There's always like a little tidbit, like a little nugget of information that just right. like it, it, you hear it and it just exp- expands in your minds, and you're just like, oh my gosh, what if this? What if that? What if you know? Like a lot of those things, it's because I just I just love Scorsese as a director, and just, I want to know more about him any chance i hear anything about the stuff he does it's just like oh man see that guy's a genius that kind of what he's doing <laughs> so yeah
0: because yeah, he i think it's because he has a a knack for really thinking outside the box mm-hmm. you know kind of doing things unconventionally um he's just uh he just he just has a, a unique way of uh, making movies man and it's yeah. just uh, it's, I think it's just talent right it's just the talent that he has you know and, yeah absolutely uh, you know but at this time Tony I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a break ladies and gentlemen we will be right back and we are back we are here with Tony Perez talking good goodfellas ladies and gentlemen Goodfellas, the movie, the 1990 hit by Martin Scorsese. So, Tony, I want to switch gears on you a little bit. I know you're a musician, and uh, mm. we mentioned the, the soundtrack earlier. We Let's get into the soundtrack a little bit, man. Um, yeah. The first thing I want to talk about, man, with, with the soundtrack, is the how important the music is to the movie. Um, you know, I yep. mean brilliant you know i i I remember watching this as a punk ass little 17 year old not knowing squad about the movie or the soundtrack and especially not knowing anything about any of these artists and the genres for example um the opening song with tony bennett i I didn't know i don't know who the hell tony bennett was and what you know he was all about or his the genre or but rags to riches man I, i thought that was cool as hell when it was uh you know it was part of the opening shot and the, the song. I thought the song was cool. I was like, oh, this is cool. I've never heard this before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, of course. And I just associated it with, like, oh, cool. Like, it's, uh, it's gangster music. <laughs> so that's what they listen to. Bro. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Which is, which is cool. So, yeah,
0: you make that connection with with the music, with the, the gangsters. You think, oh, man, they're, they're cool. So this is, oh, yeah. Okay. This is real cool. This is what yeah. they listen to. I'm going to, Okay. Yeah. So right away you think it's cool <laughs> because they, they think it's cool. Um but uh, you know, a lot of songs didn't make the soundtrack, you know. I, I absolutely I I don't know, um I fell in love with Jerry Vale, man, his his voice and um mm. with the song uh, Pretend You Don't See Her. Yeah. Um which the um uh, I think it the, the Pretend You Don't See Her uh was in the movie. And, uh, it does not, uh, didn't make the soundtrack actually, but the album. Interesting. It, it, I see. Yeah. But you know what, Tony, there's, I mean, literally, I want to say close to, I mean, look, 30, over 30 songs, you know?
1: Yeah. I think it was something like 43, 43 songs something.
0: or something. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think you're right. Yeah. and I mean, you got everything from, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know the Ronettes, uh, the Rolling Stones, Bobby Darin, you know, Aretha Franklin. You know, yeah, uh, Dean Martin, uh, just yeah, Johnny Mathis. <laughs> it's just uh, unbelievable. <laughs> of, of course, Tony Tony Bennett.
1: Um, so it's a who's who. Rolling Rolling Stones. They're all over this. They're all over this soundtrack. Oh man, you know, yeah. just a brilliant, brilliant.
0: Uh, but the mu- the music itself, you know, I think it's very, uh, it's it plays well in every in every scene, any song that you, you know, I
1: don't care where you're at. In yeah, the, movie,
0: the the music is yeah so, so important. Go ahead.
1: I feel like uh, I feel like some of the uh, like the songs that open up the different like uh, the acts in the movies. You know what I'm saying? Like there's different uh, sections in the movie where. It fades out and then it opens up with, with uh, with a song like okay, like for instance, when when Jimmy Conway decides he's gonna kill Maury mm-hmm. and start kill and start killing those mm-hmm. dudes, uh, "Sunshine of Your Love" by Queen oh, starts gosh,
0: playing. I love that song.
1: Yeah, like, like there, like it's it's you can see Jimmy's kind of annoyed and stuff, but when that song comes on, <laughs> you know something violent is gonna happen after when I, So the music plays a Pivotal role, and oh in, and in, in showing you like, oh shit, this is about to turn, yeah, in a different way. Yep. Like Jimmy's not playing around anymore, right, right. Like and and then and the movie does that quite a bit.
0: Absolutely, um, man.
1: there's there's that. I mean, and then uh, I don't know if you, but for me, I think like uh, uh, when all the bodies are getting discovered, and and uh, Layla's <laughs> playing the piano part from Layla. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah. I, I, there's no more memorable pairing of visual and music to me than that. Like uh, th- th- this is straight up like beautiful piano playing <laughs> uh, mixed with, uh, with Ray Liotta's kind of narration, kind of telling people like, look, this dude got found here, <laughs> like this guy's dead. Uh, and-, and the, and the piano is just showing like the piano is playing beautifully and then there's just these dead bodies and coolers and the backs of Cadillacs and stuff <laughs> like that. Like the, the juxtaposition in that entire section of the movie is just like, what the uh-huh. heck? Like, this is crazy. Oh my God. Uh, it's just, it's it. And it just kind of ramps up the energy in the film as well. Like it, to me, I think that's, it's one of the greatest, like I said earlier, I think it's one of the greatest pairings of music and film, like in, in any, film i guess that i've seen absolutely tony most definitely you summed it up really well um uh, another one that stands out for me
0: tony you mentioned what was my one of um what was one of my favorite scenes uh, for me when they first introduced jimmy conway um oh so they, yeah know, they're in the room and uh, there's i mean mobsters everywhere they're they're gambling they're playing craps They're, they're whatever cards Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Conway comes appears out of nowhere, and then that song by um, the Cadillac Speedo. I don't know if that, yes, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that title right, Speedo or Speedo. Um, and mm. it's just man, I remember going back to the again going back to the very first time I saw that movie. I was like, man, this is freaking cool. You feel like you're in there, and, yeah. and Jimmy Conway seems like this larger than life guy, man. He's got money, he's young, he's freaking hip. He's got that suit on. And, and yeah. you know, and, and and then the narration going back to Ray Liotta, you know, yeah. he walked the room and look, everyone just went nuts, right? Remember he's telling us,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, and, yeah. Uh, oh man, such a great scene, you know. tell me what what is your what is the drink that he orders, Tony? Oh, seven, seven. seven. On, give me seven on seven. Keep them coming.
1: Give me, give me seven, seven. Yeah, I dude. Okay, so uh, I the very first time I went to a bar. I didn't know what mixed drink to order. Like, I just wanted to seem cool. Like, I I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was like, oh, fuck, I got to order something. So I ordered a 7 and (laughs) 7.
0: Hey, you know what? I've done that a few times myself, man. Just to see what 7 and 7 was, you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, me too. I was like, I want to know what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds. This shit sounds amazing. I want some.
0: Of oh man, that's good. Yeah. That's good. But see, see, that's that's the kind of influence this movie was, man. It has on I us. I know,
1: right?
0: Yeah. It's uh, we want to be cool like Jimmy Conway and those, those mobsters, man. Um, yeah. but yeah, you know the soundtrack, man. It has everything. You know, love songs, the blues. I mm-hmm. mean, rock and roll. Um, like artists like Muddy Waters, and you know, yeah, throw them in there with again, you know, Rolling Stones, and 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 you know, and that mm-hmm. I, I realized something right now when you mentioned Cream, um, mm-hmm. Sunshine of Your Love, and mm-hmm. that's um, oh, uh, what's his uh, Eric, Eric Clapton. Clapton? Gosh, yeah, Eric Clapton, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and so he's in Cream, and then he's also in Derek yeah. and the Dominoes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he appears in 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 the movie.
1: Yeah, I was tripping on that too. I was like, oh, sh-. I was like, oh shit, that's right, Eric Clapton, and my two favorite parts are Eric Clapton contribu contributions yeah. <laughs> from the movie. very yeah. Cool, you know. And
0: uh, what yeah. what are some other songs that, that really stand out for you though, Tony? Um, any?
1: Um, well, <laughs> so so uh, uh, the part where uh, where uh, Frosty the Snowman's playing, I know that's. It's kind of weird, but the Frosty the Snowman uh, is playing, and it's one of the funniest mo- parts in the movie. Uh-huh. And it makes sense that Frosty the Snowman is playing because uh, remember, like uh, uh, those du- that dude comes in with the Cadillac. He comes in with his wife, and he's showing off the Cadillac, and Jimmy Conway's just going absolutely apeshit <laughs> over the fact that he that he started spending the money. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the Frosty, the Frosty the Snowman, was the this the version that the the Ronettes I think is oh, the Ronettes Oh Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's the Ronettes. And uh, and then uh, when uh, Frankie Carbone comes in, when his wife's wearing the mink coat, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Th- there's this kind of smash cut that happens. At- and uh, <laughs> you just see Jimmy Conway with his hands open. He's like, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. I don't know where you got it. Just bring it back. Uh, Get it out of here. Uh, I don't care you got. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah but the fact that frosty the snowman is playing in that scene too just it, it i don't know it just makes me laugh dude it makes me laugh i think it's like it's a great because uh, you know after the heist everybody's uh in high spirits yes. right so so it's supposed to be happy it's supposed to be a happy time and stuff and then <laughs> and so they play frosty the snowman which is obviously a ubiquitously like it's just a, a happy go lucky right. song and stuff and but you, you you put that on the back of um Gangster, a gangster getting pissed at someone for spending the money that they just stole, (laughs) and it just, it just makes for a really funny scene. Absolutely, and then it always stands out. And whenever I listen to uh, Frost to the Snowman, uh, it's it just, it it just it makes me laugh, dude. It's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, man, that's a great scene, man. I'm glad you brought that up because, um, I remember with uh, he's he's chewing out Johnny Rose beef, right.
1: yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, it was a wedding gift from mother. He's like, are you being a wise guy with me right <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And
0: then just the whole place gets silent. Remember, the whole bar. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they're all watching. They're all watching this dude just getting, un- like, undressed by Jimmy. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Just getting beat. it's like you almost feel, like, embarrassed for him, right? Of course. Gosh. Of course. Because that guy's role was to... Just tie up the guards and make sure they didn't go anywhere. That's what that dude's entire <laughs> role was in the heist. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a meathead, and, and he, he just shows up with a Cadillac. The first thing the guy did after he got his cut of the money was buy a Cadillac. After they was told, like specifically, not to spend any money. Like,
0: oh, that's that's hilarious. Good, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Good man. That's good. Yeah. He... <laughs> He was he was he had a very minor role, in the whole in the yeah, grand scheme the, of things in the, in
1: the whole house, and he spent the most lavishly on the, <laughs> out of all of
0: them. Oh, and then <laughs> and then who comes in Frankie Carbone comes in, with and then Frankie Carbone comes million.
1: in with a twenty thousand dollar mink. I don't care where you got to, just take it back. If yeah, can come... and he kind of shows. Yeah, that just bring it back. I don't care where you got it. just bring it back. Get it out. of uh, You
0: know the the good part. You know, um, the way Car- Frankie Carbone oh. exits.
1: The yeah dude he's basically kicking his wife out the door <laughs> and he slams the door <laughs> oh man that was great great man you know what i and then uh and then so so when that happens and then jimmy conway gives ray Liotta his share of the money <laughs> the very next scene is a smash cut and ray Liotta is like honey i'm home i got the most expensive uh, drink <laughs> <laughs> so uh, even Ray Liotta couldn't help Absolutely,
0: himself. man. Remember he's like, uh, And then Maury's Maury's busting uh, Jimmy's balls I want oh, my cut yeah, I want my money I'm relaxing I want my money
1: Yeah, I'm relaxing I want yeah, my money, yeah. <laughs> want my money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh And then uh, Not only that Then he's telling Karen, He goes up to Karen Gives her A, 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 a wrapped uh, Jewelry box You know
1: Yeah And, and then a water And then a, Oh my gosh
0: <laughs> Happy! What do you tell her? That's uh, so Merry good. Christmas!
1: Yeah. He goes, "Have Merry Christmas and and <laughs> Happy Hanukkah." That's right, Happy Hanukkah.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Mm-hmm. That movie, man, unbelievable.
1: Yeah. yeah, Tony, and that's and that's uh, yeah. And that was Frosty the Snowman playing in the background while all that was Yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah I like the um,
0: what what do you call that, man? Uh, the the irony there, or. or yeah, you exactly. Know, check the yeah, positions of, of yeah, of uh and, and that's that's Martin Scorsese once again, man. And yeah, you know, for sure. Uh but yeah, good stuff Tony and again, man. Uh, you know what another another song that really um that I really fell in love with, man, and it's the wedding song uh oh yeah, by the harp tones. life yeah, is but a dream. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I yeah. love that song, man. And yeah, that's a super sweet song. Yeah, it's funny how we're talking about all these gangsters and mobsters, yet we're we're getting really kind of sensitive over here, man. With with these, with, these, <laughs> with, these, with these, this, music, man. Yeah, really, really. And, you know, and and do you remember um, when I played that at my wedding? I don't know if you remember that. No, just kidding, man. My wife didn't.
1: <laughs> my wife didn't want it, man. <laughs> My, my she didn't let it happen. She, huh? she put the kibosh yeah, on man, it. man, whatever, man. What does she know? Yeah, that's fine. If she doesn't know, yeah, well, it's she fine. Does, She's not here. That's fine. You'll play it at. The, you'll play it at. The, yeah, you can say that now. She's not here. Uh, I'm with you, dude.
0: A true story, man. I wanted to play that, and she shot it down.
1: You know, because she didn't oh, know. Oh man, she didn't know. Oh I, man, she didn't know what the cultural impact she was about to have in an entire wedding. My gosh i gotta get married again it would have turned in
0: (laughs) yeah my my next
1: wedding (laughs) dude if if she would have known if she would have known that during that scene they were getting uh envelopes filled with hundred dollar bills i think she would have changed her mind dude exactly you know right (laughs) i I blew it again all i know is if i heard that song as a joke i would have been like give me an envelope i gotta give them hundreds (laughs) and hundreds of dollars
0: and then she would have asked me, "What? Well, what about the the bag with all the money in it?
1: What about that bag? Like,
0: oh, you don't have to worry about that here. <laughs> oh man! But anyways, Tony. Did, so, but did you know that the the film, Goodfellas, has been selected for preservation in the National Film Registry by the Library of Cong- Congress? Mm. I, I just wanted to throw that in there, man. It was you know, it was deemed culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Another nice, another is, nice, it's an important. Thing. Yeah, man. It's, exactly. It's, so, you know, if it's getting, <laughs> you know, registered in, in the, the film, national film registry, I mean, it, it, exactly. Yeah. It's an important work of art, man. It's, it's not yeah. just some, you know, thing that was put together. It's, uh, it's acknowledged and recognized. No, hell no.
1: Yeah. It's legit, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't think I've met a single person really that does not like it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know man. Yeah,
0: you tell me when you when you
1: when you do. <laughs> yeah, when I do. When I do, I'll run in the other direction. Uh, yeah, man. And and so I wanna go back into the
0: movie, man. Let's get back into the storyline here. And it's in, it's interesting how in the entire film and we've talked about this, you know, many times and and I've talked about this with mm-hmm. with Bernie. Um and he, he made some good points, but like the whole the whole movie, you never really see Henry Hill do any real work, you know, as as they like yeah. to call it. The only time he gets yeah. mean or aggressive is when he's defending his girl, Karen. Mm-hmm. Oh, and when they go to Florida and he punches the uh, that guy in the face, you know, the one they, they were going to feed yeah, to the yeah. lions in the zoo.
1: Well, yeah, because I mean, there's a, <laughs> the, I mean, there's proof that the dude ended up having to go to jail for for that. So of course he had to cop to something like that. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, <laughs> That's right. That... But yeah, it's 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 totally it's totally right. It's totally true. He's just a bystander witnessing all the violence around him. Yeah uh throughout the entire movie it, which is you know a bunch of horse shit probably <laughs> right right
0: but but then, yeah, exactly and, and but you 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 look at you look at the
1: works for example when uh when they kill Billy Bats you know and, Yeah. Uh, he goes to lock the door right like uh, Jimmy Conway and Joe Pe- and uh, and Joe Pesci are kicking that guy's ass right and they, they tell Henry to go lock the door as if he wasn't getting it right like, like
0: but he yeah. was—you could tell—he was—he uh, uh, didn't want anything to do with that because he knew Billy Batts was a made guy, which kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, but uh, right. you know, uh, it's just—it uh, seemed like he was afraid, or he just—he didn't really want any part of that—that that deal, you know. And it, it, a lot of those mm. scenes, again, you know, he just kind of wanted to, um, you know, like you said, he was a bystander. He kind of wanted—he didn't really want to get too deep into it, I guess. I don't know because. You know, and obviously he goes into the witness protection program at the end, but you All know, right. it's just kind of a, one big uh, confessional,
1: yeah, yeah. I also feel like in that scene where uh, where uh, uh, where Joe Pesci's t- uh, is a little bit of foreshadowing in that scene where he's asking him uh, if he's a clown, uh, like you know, where, where, where uh, where where Henry Hill just is like, Tommy, get the fuck out of here, and then you know, he then. Then uh, Tommy breaks and is like, "Ah, I don't know if I can trust you. You might fold under questioning." Like <laughs> yeah. it was interesting oh, they, little foreshadowing. Yeah, so yeah. Right,
0: yeah, right, right, and uh, so it's and and and, and, that, and again because Tommy, you know, he had him scared. He had him scared. Oh, f- and for, sure. He, I, I think, for sure. I um, think Henry would have. Uh, I think if Tommy had kept going, you know, yeah, I think Tommy would have probably yeah. fucking cried or, or who knows you know yeah. literally yeah uh, yeah <laughs> but but tell me yeah that was that was a good good point you know because yeah. henry was he was scared he was scared
1: yeah and, uh, yeah and yeah and it seems like that's a lot of a lot of what what's happening and uh I was because i was watching it today and i was just like there's a lot of moments in this movie where where uh henry hill um it seems like young and green behind the, behind the ears, And it's just kind of, you know, again, he's a bystander to the violence that's around him. And he's, and he's kind of witnessing this stuff. The only part where he kind of takes the responsibility on himself is of course, with the, with, with the guy where they hang the guy over the, over the lion's den. And then when he starts selling cocaine, like those are the only, oh, that's yeah. the only part in the movie where, right. where you can see that he's actually involved mm-hmm. in, in uh, in in serious criminal activity, exactly, exactly. But other than that, he's just a witness to yeah, to the crap that that the mob yeah, does Yeah, exactly. And he he's always yeah. kind of that the
0: uh, the sympathetic figure, you know. He's always the one that felt sorry yeah. for them and right for the right, right. guys getting hurt, or, or, or he's always trying to protect Maury. He, yeah, always... or
1: uh, you know, Spider Spider gets uh, right. Well, Spider. see the the part with mm-hmm. Spider the thing that i kind of uh that i kind of uh uh sympathize with henry hill in that scene uh, in those scenes when spider gets shot in the foot like henry hill's the first one to go run over there and help right. him and then again when tommy kills spider like henry hill's the first one to run over there and you can kind of see it in his face maybe uh, maybe i was reading into it too much but maybe ray is just a badass actor but i can see it in his face where it's like, holy shit, you know, I was spider at one point. I was the spider of the crew at mm. one point. I was out there getting the drinks for these people. I was the one running, being the gopher and stuff like that. And had somebody like Tommy been around at the time, who knows? Maybe I would have told him to go fuck himself <laughs> and I would end up getting right, a shot. You right. know what I mean? Like, so I think. You know, I that's what I take from that scene, and and it's, and it's kind of, and I think that's probably why they threw it in the movie. To be honest, because it really didn't drive the narrative forward. It just only showed that Tommy was a violent mm-hmm. person, but you already knew mm-hmm. that from the fact that he killed Billy Bags. So yeah, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing. Like you can, uh, or I thought it was very interesting that that was that, that that was part of the movie. Yeah, it's a great point, man. A great point. And, um,
0: he saw himself in, in Spider. You yeah, know? and and.
1: Uh, you mentioned. Um, the, the So, yeah, I can see the sympathy that that or I can see the parts in where Henry Hill makes himself to be the sympathetic figure. That's the only believable one for me, I think.
0: Right. And, and you know, going okay. back to like where he was just kind of. Uh, I, I wasn't really sold on, on Henry Hill being. You know, embedded in the in the life or at least. To where he, he was, well, because the scene where he finds out where um, they find out Tommy got whacked, you know, uh, where they're, in the, tel- they're yeah. in the telephone booth outside and and, and, and and Jimmy Conway, you know, De Niro, he's, he's genuinely sad. You know, he's upset, he's crying, he's angry and yeah. he's just, uh, yeah. you know, he's just breaking down and you see uh, Henry Hill is just kind of standing there observing uh, Jimmy Conway. You know, it's yeah, not really, I mean, yeah. he wasn't. I mean, yeah, he might have been sad, you know, he might have been upset, but from what you see, his reaction, Henry's reaction is not really one where he's as upset
1: as uh, as Jimmy, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point, and 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 it's and it's it's posited as if if uh, Henry Hill and Tommy were were like were the homies coming up with like they were the best of friends out of the right. three. And yet Jimmy Conway was the most upset out of all of them. That's a good point, dude. I did not really right, think of exactly.
0: That. Exactly. And, and and he he came up with uh Tommy, right? They were you know, when yeah. they were young, remember they were selling cigarettes and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> cigarettes and cigarettes, yeah. Uh Jimmy introduced them. anyways, but right. Yeah. So I don't know henry hill man it's just uh for me he's kind of the uh you know the uh,
1: i didn't really feel sorry for him at the end you know where uh he was no. just the... and you know what let's i mean dude let's i mean call it what it is i mean these guys were mobsters and i don't, I don't really feel sorry for any of them really mm-hmm. but it's an entertaining movie for right, sure right. <laughs> but, you know they're <laughs> They're criminals, <laughs> dude. <What? laughs> but, right. But you know, and I don't feel I don't feel bad for Henry Hill in the slightest. No. I mean, because he's a criminal, and then you right. know, he gave his friends up to save yeah, himself. Exactly.
0: Uh, that I mean, that's the, that's the key right there. And, and yeah. um, so, what about the sequence? And we kind of mentioned it already, Tony, where Henry's just heading into that downward spiral. He's coked out of his mind. He's he's running around. Yeah. The uh the helicopter's yeah. buzzing overhead, yeah. he's paranoid, he's and boom, you know, the cops got him. Yeah. Karen flushes sixty thousand dollars worth of coke down the toilet. Good God. Yep. And that's yep. what things were
1: Why did you do that, Karen? <laughs> they were never gonna find it. <laughs> that's how <all> we got. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh,
0: and that was you know the beginning of the end, you know, pretty much. And yeah. Um but I wanted to get your particular st- take on, on I want to get your take on a particular scene Tony where mm. um, do you remember well of course you remember the the scene where Karen goes to see Jimmy and when he you know when she leaves he directs her down the alley right and she she's walking yes. down she's nervous she's suspicious and then Jimmy Jimmy's kind of yes. keeping an eye out so w- yeah. what do you think was going to transpire there
1: <sighs> I think he was going to whack her I don't what about you I don't. I don't think he was going to really. Yeah. Cause there's a, there's the part where he's like, no, 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 no. Don't go down there. Go down there. Like keep going. Like there, there's, there's an inflection in his voice, like wondering like why she, why he, why she isn't believing him. There's something about the way he's delivering the line that we're delivering it where it's like, why doesn't he, why doesn't she believe mm-hmm. me? And, and, uh, and like, and also I can you can kind of see it in his face. It's like, wow, this is how far our relationship has fallen. Kind of like, man, she doesn't even. She thinks I'm gonna try and kill mm. her. Like, so uh, that's what I gather. Mm. That's what I gathered from the scene. That's the only thing that I can hang on to that makes me think that Jimmy really didn't want to kill her. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. I think. uh but yeah, I mean, I mean that's the reason you have these debates. So I, I mean, I can see it from perspectives too. Because doesn't at some point, like while she's walking down there, don't some dudes kind of come out of? The, I don't right. remember. She, I can't. Well,
0: she she reaches a point, and then the camera kind of, you know, pans oh, around. Oh, it
1: kind of pans around over like a little around the right. corner, right? And there's some guys. there. There's a there. couple guys, and like, it
0: looks, It seems like they're moving something, they're, or they're 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 packing yeah. stuff, or you can't really tell what, exactly what they're doing. The camera doesn't let yeah. you to really get a good clear view um yeah at, you know and the kind of camera just pans away again but or cuts away um so you don't yeah. exactly so it, it leaves you wondering, but I think he was gonna whack her because the way he mm-hmm. was kind of watching her and he kept looking back, Jimmy kept looking back like making sure nobody was looking nobody yeah. was around it, it just his his body language is, uh, told me that he it was just suspicious, and uh, and, and yeah, was there
1: ahead. was there music playing? No, was there music playing? I don't think there was. See, that's those are the things. That's the thing too that I noticed about this movie today while I was mm-hmm. watching it. There's uh so the part where where uh, where Tommy is talking uh, was is asking uh, uh, Henry Hill if he thinks he's funny. There's no mm-hmm. music playing there mm-hmm. either. And then there's no music when she's walking down the alley. Oh. And those are the, some of the very few spots where there's, no, where there's no music. And it's when something incredibly serious is yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Like something something in the relationship is happening right. there. so Something. That's being put to the test. It's like some uneasiness. And I bet, you know, mm. because throughout the entire movie, the, the music is kind of dictating the tempo and dictating what's going to come yeah. next. So in the moments when there's no music, it's really left up. It's like a suspenseful scene where it's like, well, what the fuck is happening in this part? I don't understand. Exactly. So, so, so you know, I think it's another brilliant play by, by Scorsese. Great point, great
0: point, man. And uh, yeah, there's like like some sense of um, awkwardness, right? Some some type of suspense, mm-hmm. some type of uh, yeah, unease. unease.
1: I felt because I felt I feel uneasy in those moments yeah.
0: in, in in that yeah. movie. And uh, but yeah.
1: I, I think I mean. I
0: think, uh, he was going to whack her because she knew too much by that point. Mm-hmm. She knew, you know, mm-hmm. she was, um, uh, you know, she had witnessed a lot of stuff. She threw Henry and then I think mm-hmm. he was going to whack Henry after that, you know? But, um, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, I, I, it's, it's an interesting, um, debate, man. And, um, but, uh I definitely believe, like I said, he was going to whack her and then, um, but then, as we all know, he enrolls in the witness protection program and and has to live the rest of his life like a schnuck, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yes, for uh, what is it? he gets uh, egg noodles. Egg to- up. <laughs> 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 oh man! But,
0: but so so the real real uh, Henry Hill passed away, the real one, right? Um yeah yeah I want to say
1: yeah um also uh Jimmy Conway he was supposed to be released in two thousand four but he uh he died in prison of lung yeah. cancer
0: and I, I want to say Paul yeah. Cicero too right
1: died in prison did he uh yeah well, I believe he died in prison yeah. Um, yeah. um one of the things that uh one of the things I read the reason that Henry Hill believes that he he uh he lived as long as he did was that uh he had basically crippled the mob with his uh with you know well with giving up all uh, those all those uh, people for the crimes he basically crippled the mob a lot and it didn't allow for them to to reach out and like basically kill him because he could' they could have happened there was a certain point where he was he came out of the shadows and was just being him oh, with yeah. him. um and then also like uh all those a lot of those people that he had given up and the people related to the people that had given him uh that he'd given up had had already died as well. Oh. Cause he was one of the youngest in the crew, you know? Right. 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 So, so I think that's, that's, a, but I forgot what he died of. What? what did Henry, what did, what did he actually die? Henry of? Hill? Uh,
0: you see. I think he passed away from,
1: uh, I want to say,
0: um, no, I was gonna say, compli- uh, yeah. Heart disease complications really.
1: Oh, heart yeah, disease. yeah.
0: Yeah. And he had a long yeah. battle with it. Um, uh, he died on his... All that cocaine. <laughs> yeah. After a day. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, June 12, 2012, he died a day after his 69th birthday. And, uh, oh, shit. yeah. So he- I guess he had been sick for a long time. Um, I see. But, uh, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, and it's, it's, again, good fellas, man. What what a, it's a it's a rabbit hole, man. You can we could sit here all night, you know, and talk about it, and, and, and yeah, you know whatever you want I mean, bring up, uh, anything about the movie, man. I mean, you just you just can, you can dwell on it and elaborate on it. Yeah, and uh, which we uh, do. Yeah, you know, which is... when we do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when we do when we get together as a family. We just start talking about Goodfellas and Casino and pretty much any Scorsese film that we talk about. Just we start going off Yeah,
0: yeah and, and you know you just brought something up you mentioned casino and and some, yeah. I read somewhere where uh so in cuz in in goodfellas you know mm-hmm. Joe Pesci, well, you know Tommy yeah uh, mm-hmm. kills uh Billy Bats and mm-hmm. played by Frank Vincent the, the actor and mm-hmm. then you look at mm-hmm. casino and Billy Bats gets revenge. Uh, Frank Vincent, oh yeah, he kills Tommy, <laughs> Nikki, right in Casino with bats. Yeah. You yeah. know, baseball bats. Remember? Leave, leave him alone. He's still oh, breeding. Man, that's
1: that's a terrible scene. I, it's hard to watch that scene, man. <laughs> Dude, that's rough. Uh, that is a rough scene oh, for sure. Gosh,
0: rough scene, man. Yeah. It,
1: it, yeah, that's rough. You know,
0: but uh, those guys have whacked each other in movies. Who, who knows how many times, man.
1: Frank Vincent yeah. and, and Joe Pesci. They just go back and forth from the movie to <laughs> movie. Getting revenge. <laughs> Getting revenge on one another. Oh,
0: man. But, uh, hey, Tony, I want to say, man, it's been a an extreme pleasure profiling Goodfellas with you. I want to thank you once again for coming on, man. You're, you know you're always welcome. And uh, we got to do it again,
1: man. We got to do this again. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy getting to talk and nerd out on the great film that is Goodfellas. Oh, so I'm really grateful for you having me on the podcast and, and, um, yeah, interesting conversation. I love, I love doing it. So yeah, man, thanks. Absolutely, man. Anytime. Man. And and no,
0: man, if you, if you like Goodfellas, you are cool. If if you watch Goodfellas, you're cool. You need to watch Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. If you have listeners out there, gotta see it, mm-hmm. gotta see. It. It's a
1: must see. Mm-hmm. It's a, And then come back and listen to the podcast again so that you get all the references. Exactly. You get all the little little subtleties, right?
0: Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here with us. Do not forget to follow us on Instagram, at 90s underscore galore. Again, that's 90s underscore G-A-L-O-R-E. And at Twitter, at 90s galore, that's 90s G-A-L-O-R-E. Leave me a voice message, leave me a review, Apple Podcast, Anchor, or any of the platforms you're listening to. I want to hear from you. So until next time, it's been a pleasure once again. Tony, thank you so much. I'm your host, Andy Zaldivar, and I want to remind you to take it easy.